Hey listeners, and thanks for tuning in. And this is a new voice of SUD Let's Grow Together Coffee Break. And this is a chance for us to highlight SATTC efforts and initiatives and the work that we do every day um, very quickly and very spontaneously. And so kind of to give you all a better look into what we do. Um, and this is stemming from the Let's Have a Conversation One Voice One Mission Faith Initiative. So our first coffee break is with Don Tyus, the director of SATTC here at Morehouse School of Medicine. The vision of the FAITH initiative is to transfer technology to FAITH leaders, increase the SUD workforce capacity within FAITH settings, increase assessment, referral, and engagement to care. And the mission is to dialogue and strengthen the SUD knowledge for people working in communities of faith, teach communities of faith how to be better catalysts for change in their communities, to teach faith communities how to spark the conversation that recovery is real and treatment does work, and bridging the gap between faith systems and community providers while empowering faith communities to reduce the stigma associated with SUDs. Hey guys, and thanks for joining us again. This is not an episode, but a coffee break. So thank you for tuning in. This is something new that we're trying out on our um, podcast. And so thank you for listening to the SATTC podcast again, um, and also to our new coffee break. So we will get started and we are introducing why is it important to have communities of faith at the table when discussing SUDs? And we have the pleasure of kind of doing a quick coffee break with our director, Don Tyus. And we are um, stemming this from our Let's Have a Conversation, One Voice, One Mission Faith Initiative that we implemented. Um, it had started years ago when we were implemented again into our year two, year three. Um, and so we are going to jump right in. So thank you, Ms. Don, for joining us. Hey, thank you, Celine, for having me. So we will, I guess, you know, get right into the question. Um, and first, kind of want to get some background about where this vision and where it came from. Um, I introduced the vision and mission and what the actual faith initiative is, but kind of want to get some background about the actual history um, of where it came to be. Um, I know it started about in 2002, if I'm correct, um, and kind of where, you know, where it's gone and where, where we're looking at for our year two, year three, excuse me, um, here at SATTC. Okay, you're absolutely correct, Celine. Um, the Faith Initiative actually started in 2002 and went for about 10 years where we hosted a faith conference here at the university and throughout our region. And then from there, I just felt as though we, we really, really weren't making the impact that I know that we could uh, make. So we did a leadership institute in 2013, I believe it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. in 2013, we had about um, eight to 10 fast pastors, leaders, faith leaders, excuse me, to come in. And we um, actually took them through a six month learning course. And that was actually in 2014 because we did like a think tank in 2013 around the ideal of what is it that we could really do to have a greater impact in our communities, which is the Southeast region. And it that's across eight states. So in 2014, we brought those pastors in and we really, really took them through a six months leadership institute around learning about substance use disorders, incorporate behavioral health. And they also had to um, come up with a project that they could take back into their church to address uh, substance use disorders in their communities. And this way we could bridge that gap and help them to be catalysts for change in those communities. 
Cool. Um, I definitely am familiar with the work because I am at SATTC with you all, um, but I wasn't too familiar. And maybe some of our listeners weren't familiar with that kind of history. Um, I know I got on board last year, and so I knew this wasn't something new. Um, but, you know, kind of restarting it up again, kind mm-hmm. of giving it a refresh, redrive and mm-hmm. push forward. Um, so we actually had, and then of course, a couple of our listeners know, but some may not, um, that we had a listening session last week. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted you to give a high level, um, kind of what you what your feelings are on the last two. We mm-hmm. did, um, for our listeners, we did listening sections in Florida, and now we have moved to Georgia. And of course, we have more states to cover. Mm-hmm. Since we cover eight states at the SATTC, and so where um, kind of where is your headspace moving forward um, mm-hmm. to our question for the day? But also, what do you think kind of those high messages or themes that you've been hearing from the listening session so far? OK, so thank you. That's a good question. So the listening session, I think they've been very powerful because, as I stated in the listening session, and you know, that's what we bring uh faith leaders around the table so that we can have the conversation. We're really good about telling them what we think they need, but I really, really wanted to hear from them. What is it that they need? What is it that's keeping them from helping these communities from developing recovery programs? So some of the high overarching things have been because of the stigma, because they're not as versed and don't understand SUDs. Uh, we even heard in this last uh, listening session that sometimes the congregations aren't even ready. They don't want them to have to be talking about it. And then we also found that sometimes is because people are suffering in the church and sometimes in the pastor's family or someone that's close to them and they just don't know how to deal with it. So the best way not to deal with it is not to talk about it. So um, what I'm found, what we're finding is that there's a lack of knowledge there. There's some stigma there. So we really need to help dispel that. Cool. Um, and we, I guess we could talk about kind of future um, steps moving forward after the listening sessions. But I do want to get to the question. Um, coffee breaks aren't meant to be really long, so I do want to keep it short. Um, so the question um, is, <laughs> why is it important um, to have communities of faith at the table when discussing substance use disorders, um, and particularly in the work that we do? Okay, um, It's very, very important to have them at the table. Communities are hurting and they need to be healed. People need to understand that treatment is real and recovery does work. And oftentimes, for many people in the community, they lean on the church. And so I think uh, with the work that we do, the training in TA, it is our job. It is our duty. It should be our obligation to make sure that we're providing uh, communities of faith with the knowledge that they need, because they're often boots on the ground. They're the ones that are working in the communities. Um, This also stems from, as a therapist, individuals oftentimes don't go to traditional counseling. They lean on their clergy. So we need to make sure that they have the thorough knowledge to be able to deal with it. Uh, There is a spiritual component. It, but there also is the coming counseling mm-hmm. um, perspective behind getting people whole and healthy. Um, I look at that as a recovery or the systems of care. Um, and it depends on individuals, how they look at it from a spiritual perspective. But from our perspective, it is that is we should be teaching and training individuals how to work with the people that they serve in their communities with SUDs. So it's important for them to be at the table. Right. And I think we spoke on that in our last episode, episode three, where we spoke with a um, prevention coalition um, uh, member who also spoke on there's multiple ways to tap into communities mm-hmm. and faith being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of different ways. We talked about media. We talked about law enforcement, local government, mm-hmm. but also the faith piece is important, too. I mean, all of them play a uh, a really integral role in behavior change, health behavior change, and really that kind of um, local solution, local problem right. um, scenario we spoke on. Um, so what's um, what's the next steps after the listening? I mean, what comes of after 
for listening to faith leaders. And now we are understanding that they are in importance um, and have some priority mm-hmm. at the table. What do you all, um, well, excuse me, is what do we see as, um, and you as the director um, of what are the next steps after the faith, um, you know, listening session? So we have some really, really cool products that will definitely come out, some learning products, online and tangible products, but we'll also be moving forward again with our learning collaboratives. We want to do two learning collaboratives a year uh, where we throughout of our region have uh, faith leaders to come on board to do a six-month learning collaborative with them, which is inclusive. It'll be a really intensive TA, but we're also wanting to make sure that we uh, help them develop recovery programs to give them some tips and some strategies and collaborative partners to develop those products. Uh, We just quickly, we received um, a mini grant from the Clinton Foundation where we'll be working with them to um, train for six to eight weeks clergy around substance use disorders. And each of them that complete the um, entire curriculum, they'll get a $5,000 stipend to start a recovery program of some sort or recovery day or anything that they deemed around substance use disorders in that community. So I think that's a start. But I'm excited for year three of all the products that we'll be having. We'll continue to go throughout our region and do more listening sessions. And we'll have monographs. We're doing some research behind this. So and coming up with an intensive TA model. So I think I think there's some amazing things uh, that are on the horizon. And here with the Clinton Foundation, you guys are um, almost all filled up with slots as far as, um, you know, that cohort that you all are. So mm-hmm. that's really good, too, mm-hmm. that actually they're seeing the need for them to be at the table as well, not us seeing the need as public health professionals in the work. And, yes. you know, they're seeing the need that, hey, I do need to be at the table, too, um, and it being beneficial on both ends and yes. reciprocal. Um, so I think that that that's really cool that um, I heard that news when we spoke at the mm-hmm. listening session. So cool. Well, I will not hold any longer. I will let um, our director at SATCC get back to the amazing work that she does. I know she has a busy day. It is a Monday here, but we did just kind of want to open the door and windows to our house here at SATTC for just a quick second and tune in for our next coffee break. And thank you guys for always for listening to our podcast here at the new voice of SUD. Let's grow together. Bye guys. And thanks and see you next time. Thanks for joining us and be sure to check us out on the web at attcnetwork.org forward slash centers forward slash southeast hyphen attc forward slash home. We'll see you soon.